Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every afternoon on the network, coast to coast and border to border. Keep up with Jiggy online at JiggyJaguar.com. Welcome back to our prod program. I was going to say broadcast. Broadcast program. I don't know. How long you been doing this? That's that that, that that's the question that I have in my head. Uh, <laughs> it's Scott Smith with us today. And Scott has the great, great book, God Reconsidered. And um, we haven't talked to Scott in a couple weeks. We wanted to we wanted to get things back rolling again. Um, the book is doing incredibly well. I heard you on um Tom Servino's uh, radio program. Um, what did you think of that experience? Because Tom, Tom's a complex individual. Yeah, he's um, he's an interesting guy because he uh, don't tell anybody, James. But you're a little bit more cynical and distanced from <laughs> getting into the mosh pit of religion. But um, but you know, Tom. What I what I thought was interesting about Tom is he's he's really kind of experiential. He likes to get into some of these uh, various movements and meditation and whatnot. And uh, so I think he was a little taken back by the fact that I am a forthright critic of much conventional wisdom, even of the New Age and Eastern variety. So that said, um, I really enjoyed being on his show. Thanks for introducing me, and uh, I think I'll go back on, and uh, we'll have another interesting conversation about it. So, uh, yes, I've been traveling the world, literally, and um, been preoccupied the last couple of months, actually, with my Investor's Business Daily column. And incidentally, FYI, today, I just posted a profile of Dr. Cy Ramo, which most people won't know him, but they may have heard of TRW, which is the company that invented the intercontinental ballistic missile. And uh, he went on to found Bunker Ramo, and he worked for Howard Hughes. Anyway, he's 102 and a really, really interesting guy. And uh, I just posted that. So the point is that's to establish my bona fides as a worldly, cynical journalist and reporter of mundane financial stuff. And uh, so that takes me to the question of how I got into the God business. And if people want to get a little sense of my point of view in depth, there's a chapter posted at godreconsider.com that uh, lays out kind of the arguments pro and con on intelligent design. Is there some kind of discernible uh, order to the universe that might be an argument for an intelligence behind it? And the answer, quite frankly, won't really satisfy either fundamentalists or atheists because it's fairly mixed. Um, you can argue both ways, but there's some intriguing stuff. I read all the recent arguments on all sides, put it out there, 
And this is actually um, chapter four of God Reconsidered. So just to kind of remind your listeners from some weeks ago when we first talked about this, uh, the big overview of this book. Uh, I had a moment where I was waiting for another book to go forward, and while I was waiting, I thought, you know, why don't I just start jotting down all the things I've been thinking about for the last 20, 30 years in terms of philosophy and what the truth is and everything, because um, I've, I've had a chance to travel the world and talk to spiritual leaders and uh, religious thinkers in places from Japan to Egypt and India, and uh, gotten to know uh, some of the American leading writers on religion and atheism. And it seemed to me that all of them had answers to the big questions of life that were not satisfactory to me. So I started to just set this down, not really thinking I was going to turn into a book, and then over the next couple of months, a uh, manuscript emerged, I got a publisher interested, and then he kind of went off the deep end, and it was I was in kind of a copyright struggle for a year. And finally, my business book publisher, of all things, decided to take on God Reconsidered. So it's out as an e-book, came out a month ago. And um, so if you go to godreconsidered.com, there you can get a sense of, of what this is about. But the instead of a foreword, like most books have, I call something a forewarning. And uh, this is <laughs> That's not, awesome. Yeah, th- because <laughs> this will absolutely guarantee to offend anyone who is sure that their spiritual path, whatever it is, is right. And I include in spiritual path what I call orthodox atheism, which is the militant secularists like the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry that publishes the magazine Skeptical Inquirer, and the Skeptic Society, which is like an offshoot of it, uh, that was their apostasy from the atheist movement, and they published Skeptics Magazine, the Skeptic Society. So those hardcore guys are the target of my first three chapters where I look at their arguments uh, not on whether there's a God, because that is certainly something where nobody's going to come to a firm conclusion in a debate and convince the other side. But my beef with the militant atheists is they insist there is no paranormal or supernatural dimension. So I pick a few issues like flying saucers that ought to be really, really easy for them to shoot down. And I show that the atheists are just unable to tell the truth and state the facts and build a counter-argument based on that. So that is the first quarter of the book. The second quarter, which starts with this chapter on intelligent design, uh, steps back as a kind of a transition to this chapters on religion and looks at several issues aside from the intelligent design issue. One is, uh, why is there so much seemingly needless suffering in the world? What is the purpose? And what I say is that there are no religions that offer a satisfactory explanation that would align that 
fact of suffering throughout history, uh, not just humans, but animals and other creatures. So the, the point is, uh, how could a God be good and allow that? And you will hear religious people make comments, oh, it's our, God gave us our free will. Well, what does that have to do with earthquakes and smallpox? Um, secondly, you'll say, well, we do learn lessons from suffering. That's true. Uh, people who came through and survived the Holocaust yep. learned some lessons. I suspect that the people who got killed didn't learn so many lessons. <laughs> use of, you know, so th- this is not an adequate argument. Um, Bart Ehrman, who is an author of books on religion, uh, used to be a fundamentalist uh, theologian and philosopher, professor, and he wrote a great book called God's Problem, which is about the problem of suffering in the Bible. Uh, so, what I I go kind of I kind of put readers' face in it, and I wouldn't be surprised if most readers wanted to skip that chapter. Uh, but I think it's important to really not flinch and look away, and really look at what the problem is with the notion of an all-powerful good God, as the Bible seems to suggest. And then I drill in on a related question, which is, do we have free will? And again, the evidence is very mixed. I looked at everything. Now, since the book came out, there was a very interesting book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, which presents some evidence that we have some modicum of free will. But the notion that we have complete free will and we should be held fully responsible for our sins or we're going to go to hell <laughs> and so forth doesn't really align with the, the weight of the evidence. And, and that creates a problem for people who believe that God created us, but somehow uh, he's not responsible for how we turned out. Uh, you know, the, all the, the uh, genetic problems, uh, all the environmental problems that were thrown into and so forth, um, that somehow he, he washed his hands of that, you know, he gave us free will and threw us into this earth, and it's our problems are of our own creation. Now, the, the third section looks at every major religion from Islam and Christianity to Buddhism and Hinduism, and I go through a very methodical discussion of what I discovered in my research over a couple of decades trying to find my own path and why uh, even something very popular and hip like Buddhism doesn't provide satisfactory answers to any really thoughtful person. Um, and this was, it does, is not, this is basically going to get me excommunicated from all the spiritual websites, all the new agey types. You know, they're all for pursuing the truth as long as it doesn't mean criticizing somebody and pointing out inconsistencies. Christianity, fundamentalist Christianity, is an easy target. So is Islam and, and Judaism, quite frankly. And, um, but, um, but what I show is that I'm very, very familiar with Hinduism, and I've been to India, and I've read 
everything. I'm on, actually on very good terms with the Hare Krishnas because I used to be an editor at Vegetarian Times, and I got to know <laughs> Oh, my God, get the out. How did you get to be the – how did you get to be the – what is this? Well, it, the it Vegetarian Times? An it's an interesting side story because <laughs> at, 20, at um, 23 uh, – by a fluke or a miracle, depending on <laughs> how you see it, <laughs> However you I was see approached <laughs> to start a something called Vegetarian World, which was basically the predecessor to Vegetarian Times. It was like the first really national publication, and uh, I became uh, the editor and then later the publisher of that. There was a co-founder, and um, eventually, and uh, that was in uh, we started it in. 1973, and then I sold it to Vegetarian Times in 1978 and continued on there till 1985. So that was kind of my my early career, and um, I got to know a lot of celebrities through that. It was the 70s. It was a hip thing, you know, all that. Anyway, but I've had many weird detours like that in my journalism career. So um, just to kind of wrap up today's uh, heresies, um, I don't leave readers completely hanging because the last part of God Reconsidered, I do talk about the conclusions I reached from a pretty rigorous search for the truth. And I ended up in a mystical form of Christianity that the Catholic Church exterminated in the Middle Ages, and, and I mean that literally. Uh, they killed a million people in France to get rid of this group, um, which was a remnant of Gnostic Christianity. So I do give my reasons for believing that this is the closest thing to an explanation for why we're here and what the purpose of life is, and I've looked carefully at the, um, the early Gnostics going back almost to the time of Christ, and I think that their interpretation of reality probably is the best version of the blind men feeling the elephant, essentially. And I give my reasons very explicitly, and people can look into this or not, but at least uh, up until the last couple of chapters, you know, I give reasons for what I believe and don't believe and try to show the evidence and be transparent. So that's the giant overview of God Reconsidered, and next week we can drill into some of the specifics and get off on yes. some of my other wild, wild tales about how I was a correspondent for Fate Magazine, for Funeral Trade Magazine, Jesus, uh, UFO Magazine, and a bunch of other weird uh, oh stuff. My I actually God. owned my journalistic credentials in uh, covering the war in Northern Ireland, which is a whole thing unto itself. But anyway, <laughs> I, will talk, I will talk to you next week. You then. are fantastic. I'll talk to you next week, brother. <laughs> okay. Appreciate bye-bye. it. Scott Smith with us today. Good Lord. He is fantastic. We're going to take a time out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.